to Talking Book Publishing. I'm Kathleen Kaiser, and today we have Lisa Engel as our guest. Lisa has a new book coming out June 3rd, Whiskey and Old Stogies, which we're going to be talking about. But also, Lisa has been a very active member of the sort of support community, a resource for authors with their social media, website design. Uh, She does some editorial work. And so we're going to be talking about all of that. I've known Lisa 10, 11 years or something. And I remember when she was starting on this book. So I'm quite excited. So welcome, Lisa. Thanks. It's good to be here. Yeah. Uh, So your book, it takes place in the mountains in uh, South Carolina. North Carolina. North Carolina. Okay, I always get them confused. North Carolina during Prohibition with a bunch of moonshiners. So how did you come up with a topic like that? Well, um, you know, growing up, I watched a lot of uh, TV and, uh, you know, um, things like the Waltons and the Andy Griffith show and that kind of thing. Uh, And some mom, pa, kettle. Those are some of my inspirations. And I read a lot of Southern fiction and a lot of historical fiction. When I first started, I wrote uh, uh, another book first, uh, uh, what they call, what Anne Lamott calls a shitty first draft. And uh, a character that was just going to kind of be just a a one-time character started, I thought I'd give him a name, even though he's only going to show up once. Uh, So I called him this. And once I did that, the things he started saying I'm just like, wow, where'd from? So uh, he ended up being the main character for this, which will be the first book in this. I'm planning a family trilogy if I ever um, get everything all uh, rewritten in it. Okay, so tell us it is. Tell us it's Rufus, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so tell us about Rufus. He just started talking to you. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is that, um, you know, I'm a big proponent of uh, character driven writing. So I believe that the characters have to tell you their stories. And, um, you know, that's one of the reasons why um, I write historical and um, I enjoyed writing this one from the mail. Point of view because I write better from things I don't know than things I do know. So I can really um, not have myself in the great at all. Um, I like the characters to drive the story. Okay, so tell us more about Rufus. Well, um, I call him a, a damaged uh, boy because he leaves his home he knows nobody's going to miss him. And uh, actually, he finds uh, these other basic kids that um, don't have any parents and they're trying to fend for themselves. And he believes he's found not just a family, but a real home. He, he feels like he belongs with these people. And so he, he really wants to be there and be part of their family. Mm -hmm. 
that often happens with teenagers. <laughs> you know, most of them feel so some level, level of rejection. And he feels, um, he learns to, to make moonshine in order to make ends meet. They have to, uh, um, you know, make moonshine. So to do that. And he really wants the, um, the older sister, he really wants to impress her. He's, he falls under her spell. And um, this is something she tends to do to people. And he really wants to impress her. So he finds a way to sell more and more their shine. And that kind of gets the story really moving. Okay. So you said something earlier that I want to go back to. Why do you want to write about places you've never been and people you've never met? I was doing the research and Wikipedia has become my best friend. I love the internet. So, um, and I love books. So I just love doing the research. And um, I especially had to research the, uh, it's written in kind of a dialect. It's a per first person point of view. So I wanted to be true his voice. So, uh, some people say that they find uh, the dialogue, the dialect uh, hard to read, but, uh, and I know how they feel because I know when I first picked up uh, the color purple back in nineties, I'm like, can I really read this book? Because it seemed hard, but I got used to it and I did read the whole book. And I, people have told me that, um, that at first they find the dialect kind of challenging, but after a few pages, they just fall into it and it just kind of disappears. So I'm hoping that that will be the case with a lot of readers. Well, that's often, I think, because uh, you get into the rhythm when you're reading it, you know, wherever I've lived and I've lived in different places and traveled a lot around the world, I start listening to the rhythm of what people are saying and start picking up what they mean. And within a few, you know, a days or two, I'm understanding what's going on. Maybe I don't know exactly how to answer. And I think it's the same thing with reading your, your book is you get into the flow and rhythm of the dialogue. Yeah. Okay, so you also, now this is coming out June 3rd. Uh, where will it be available on Amazon and other stores? Yes, it'll be on, available on Amazon. Um, and I also plan to make it available through Ingram Spark. Okay, so that means it'll be, it can be ordered for bookstores and you can get it up on Barnes and Noble, the ebook? Yeah, ebook, I plan to uh, drop on. First. Oh, July first uh, for the ebook. Ah, okay, that's good to know. Yeah, yeah. I just kind of uh, thought first I would release the the paperback, and it's uh, I'm planning National Moonshine Day, which is June third, and I wanted to do it. I thought that would be a, appropriate, <laughs> and. I thought that that would give a little bit of time for people to hear about the e the ebook, and then they would have time to pre-order the ebook. Yeah, I I did not know there was a National Moonshine Day. I think there's a, a day for just about everything. I think there's a <laughs> chew gum day, and I don't know everything else. 
<laughs> is that a widely celebrated places like in the South or something? I don't know. I celebrate it, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So where's your moonshine dealer? <laughs> this is what we need to know. <laughs> That's the thing is I really have not tasted what I would call moonshine. I mean, I've tasted plenty of whiskey, you know, from the uh, different kinds of Jameson, you know, bushmills uh, um, and all that and blend fittage and, but um, I've never really uh, tasted what I would call white lightning. <laughs> Do you think you want to? Maybe one of these. And man, would that really make a good blog post? <laughs> well, maybe when everybody can travel more, you might want to take a little bus tour around the South and see if you can find some of these characters do a few yes. book signings and let it be known you're willing to taste. <laughs> who knows who might show up and trade you a book for a bottle? There you go. I could even advertise it that way. <laughs> oh, hey, there's, there's something. Yes. A bottle of moonshine and you'll get my book. <laughs> I love that idea. So you, I'm, since you help other people, I'm sure you're doing all the work of, uh, on um, what you on like I saw your website, which is really good for the book. It's uh, whiskeyandoldstogies.com. By the way, that's a fun title. That's definitely yeah. a fun title. Uh, does and Rufus does Rufus do old stogies or something? Well, back in the twenties uh, and thirties, um, you know, they gave away. They started by giving away cigarettes free, so everybody got hooked on smoking. So. Um, um, so he does smoke, but a uh, thing is that, uh, Jolene, she, um, buying a smoke shop in a nearby little town. So that plays into, uh, the story as well. Oh, a smoke shop. Good cover for a moonshine dealer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So now that you're doing this, I'm sure you've put together some sort of marketing campaign because you've helped so many other people with their stuff. Uh, what type of, uh, where do you think you're focusing your, like, are you going to be doing Amazon ads? Are you going to be working with Facebook, Instagram? Which way are you going for your own book? Well, um, I, I am definitely going to do Amazon ads. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm also going to do NetGalley. I signed up for IBPA as a member uh -huh. so I could get a discount on uh, six months of NetGalley uh, to hopefully get some reviews. And there's also other programs I was looking at, like Book Sirens. They've got a, you know, where you sign up for $10, they put, put out your book, and then everybody who wants to download it uh, you pay $2 and, uh, hope those people, they say 75% of the people on average will actually write a review of the book. Um, I haven't tried it yet. So, but that's one of the th things I plan to do. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, I, you know, I am, uh, working with someone I'm trying to get one of my clients it looks like the bookstores are thinking mid-June or maybe just July 1st, they're going to start holding uh, book signings again. So, you know, you ought to be looking into that also at like Tocolete there in Montecito, yes. since you live in Santa Barbara. 
Yes. Yeah, those ladies are wonderful that run that store. They're just the best. And hopefully, I think the store is still there. Uh, yeah, I believe so. And, um, you know, I grew up on the, it's right on East Valley Road and uh, 192 goes right by there. And I grew up on the 192. So um, I can get my book into their, their store. Oh, that should be easy to do. They they like doing signings and it's fun to do them out in front where you have, you know, people can come and there's all those trees and it's shaded even in the summer. Yeah, it's beautiful. So if you were talking to uh, new authors, what would you say would be their your top um, ideas of what they should do to really sell their books via social media and build, a, like build a mailing list? Do you have a mailing list that you've been building? Yeah, actually I do because um, I'm uh, building another uh, email list, but I, with my uh, business, 90 Degrees Media, uh, I have an email list for that. And it's not necessarily that I've sent out a lot, you know, monthly uh, newsletter. I haven't been that diligent. And so, you know, don't I do do what I say. I don't because I didn't, haven't necessarily been as diligent as I hope other people are. Uh, but I am still building that email list. And I'm also building another email list for people interested in the novel. And with that, and up, they get a free short story. So that's uh, my incentive there. I don't have an incentive. Uh, for writers who want to sign up at 90 Degrees Media, but I'll think of something eventually. Okay. Incentives work. Yeah. They really do help. I, I uh, was wondering, when, when you get, get going on the social media, what kind of frequency should an, uh, a new author be posting? Like, should they be writing their blogs and putting them on Facebook or Instagram? Or what do you think is the most important? Have you found works well for you? Well, I'll tell you, it all depends on what kind of book it is. Mm -hmm. Because if it's a nonfiction book, there's uh, one kind of strategy. If it's a novel, then there's another kind of strategy. So uh, for nonfiction books, uh, there can some authors ask me, do I really have to be on Twitter? And I say, well, no, you don't have to. And if you, but if your book is about politics or if it's, uh, if you're a journalist, I would say, I think Twitter is good. It's like um, our mutual friend who's did a uh, podcast with you, Ivar. Yeah. Uh, he's a Beatles expert. And there are uh, quite a few Beatles experts on Twitter. So that's uh, a good platform for him to be on and interact with other experts. Um, right. But, but other people are, say, if you're writing a novel, you might want to do other types of social media. Uh, like one thing I did is I created a Pinterest board just for things that uh, when I would do research for my book or find something inspirational, I would pin it on Pinterest. So that's one way to make use of that. 
Uh, and if you're an artist, uh, Pinterest can be a good tool for you. Uh, Instagram can be hard, but it, it's um, it, you can also do short videos with Instagram. That does, um, and then you can always, uh, you know, uh, with if you have an iPhone. It comes with iMovie, and that makes it easy just to uh, put things together into longer videos that you can put up on YouTube. And some of these things uh, might be hard, but you can get for certain people who are just like, I, I just want to make phone calls with my phone. Then you, there are people who you can hire to do that for not a lot of money. Right. Yeah, I think that each, each person, it depends on the genre of the book. And the capabilities of what the author wants to do. I mean, you can't hire somebody to write your blogs because they don't have your voice. You know, I found that that was very popular 10 years ago. There were people all over the place charging a lot of money to write, you know, three times a week blogs for people. But it didn't sound like the person. And when you got the person to do an interview, they didn't sound anything like that. Yeah, well, one of the things that a uh, uh, couple of the things I do with people for my clients that have blogs, I've got uh, one client who uh, she writes, she has very good information, mm-hmm. but she writes very academic. And I use a plugin, uh, a SEO plugin that also does readability, Yoast. And so I'll put post the uh, I'll put the blog in there, and I'll say readability is mm, needs some work, and I'll go to work on it. Take out the passive voice. I'll change the amongst among, and uh, some of those things, and make it more readable. Shorten the sentences, and um, so that's one thing I do for people. And it doesn't really change the voice. It doesn't really change the information, but it makes it more accessible to. Uh, more people. And then the other thing I do is for some people, they have other people who who post their blogs and all they want me to do is go on. uh, And once a week I'll go, I'll take their blog posts and I'll pick something from within there and put it, put it out to their Facebook and their LinkedIn and whatever their Twitter, whatever uh, other outlets they have. Yeah, I think there there's so many different ways to do it. And frankly, I think that a author should, unless they've already been working on it since they, I always feel you should start when you finished your final draft and it's going into editing to really start building your social media if you haven't already. And you'll find out where you have an audience. You know, uh, you have to know who your readers are to go know where to find them. If your readers are, you know, teens, you're not really on Facebook because teens are not on Facebook. Writing YA, you don't do Facebook, you know, you're into Instagram or TikTok or wherever. It, it yeah, depends and, uh, on your audience. Podcasts, the younger, the younger groups are um, actually really into listening to podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many podcasts that are, they, well, they, They've become a very audiovisual way of doing things and not uh, as reading as much. I mean, audiobooks, look how they've taken off. Yes, I love audiobooks. Yeah. I don't. I like holding the book and reading, but I'm old fashioned. <laughs> well, I like the fact that I can 
to the audiobook and be doing other things, um, you know, exercising or cleaning or, or whatever. I, I, I don't look at it. Yeah, I like to just the end of the day, sit down with a glass of wine and read for hours. This is my my fun time. But we all are different. That's why you need to know who's reading your book or an idea of who's reading your book to see who they are. Okay, Try to so, apply it to, to different uh, audiences too. Oh, yeah. Every audience is different. You have to find out. In, even inside romance, which has so many subgenres, they're very different how they react and what they do. Are you doing, and are you, you know, I mean, I'm glad you uh, agreed to be on our podcast, but are you going to be doing some other podcasts to promote the book? Uh, yes, but I don't have anything booked right now. I'm just, right now I am, uh, I'm playing catch up and working on getting my press materials in order and um, I uh, have to work on the press release. That's one thing I was doing today. <laughs> and uh, I have um, a free press release site that I use mm -hmm. uh, that I'm going to put that on. Oh, uh, and then I have to do the trailer um, too. So, but I've got materials and I just have to put them together and hopefully they'll fit the way I want them. So, <laughs> yeah. do you like having booked trailers? Um, yeah, I think it's good. And if, if not, if, um, nothing else, uh, it'd be good for the author to, uh, just even sit in front of their cell phone and read the first chapter or something. If they don't have a book trailer or read an excerpt from the book someplace, um, because having a video to go with the book is always a good thing there, you know, on the Amazon, uh, author page, there's a place for the video on your Goodreads author page, there's a place for the video, so. It's good to have them around. Yeah. Right. So, if not giving away the ending to the story, but what do you think is the most intriguing part about whiskeys and old stogies that would just grab people? <laughs> well, um, a lot of people, uh, uh, one person told me, uh, that I shouldn't it from Jolene's point of view. So, um, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I probably should have, but um, as Rufus says in the page, it's like, if she told the story, it would come out like an overturned basket of eggs, all cracked and splattered. <laughs> so that's why I used him to tell the story, but she is a very big part of the story. And she just, I mean, she's, she has a Smith and Wesson stole that she's always got by her side and she knows how to use it. And she knows how to charm anybody who comes into that smoke shop. She knows how to charm them. And so I think that's one of the most entertaining parts uh, of the story is her antics. Mm. So you've got a very dynamic female character there. Yeah. Yeah, well, that sounds really interesting. So give us again your website and everything where people can learn more about the book and also learn more about your services. Okay, well, the book, um, I do, I have, uh, I own the domain name LisaAngle.com and I will, when I have more books, I will use that because I do tell authors to use your name as your domain name if you can. But right now I have the domain name, Whiskeys and Old Stogies, 
whiskeyandoldstogies.com. So they can go there to learn more about the book and sign up for the email list to get the free short story. And um, if authors are interested in, um, I have, my company is 90 Degrees Media because I'm the right angle to help you write and sell your story. So if you need content editing or if you need help in building your author platform, your website, uh, setting up your social media or your newsletter, it's 90 degrees media spelled out um, dot com. Or if you go to lisaangle.com, it will redirect you. Okay, that's that's easy too. <laughs> To do it that way. And just as a full disclosure here, I've worked with Lisa for a number of years on quite a number of products and I'm always happy with her. And actually, when I first started working for the Ojai Film Festival, I brought her on board there. She created an incredible website for them. And I left there to go to, to the Art Center Theater. And so now she's marketing for the film festival. And then when I left the art center theater, she went there. So she's taken over some of the volunteerism I was doing um, up here in Ojai, but other things, WPN has taken off so much. Oh yes. And she's on the board of WPN. She's our chief technology officer. So she handles all of that type of thing. If you're a member and you, uh, something's going wrong, Lisa's the person to contact because she solves all of those website problems. All right. And then on June 17th, Lisa is going to be doing a wonderful webinar about building your social media platform about, I forget what she calls it, hammering the nails in uh, to build social your platform. Pardon? For your social media nails for building your author platform. Yes. Very good. Social media nails for building your author platform. And that's going to be June 17th. If you're interested in signing up for that, it's at WPNwebinars.com. And uh, again, we have her books and you've got all that information. So thank you very much, Lisa, for joining me today and telling us about all of the things that you do and this new book. I'm actually quite excited you've forgotten it out. Thank you. And I love Moonshine Day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thank you, everyone. And we'll be seeing you next time. Bye-bye. Talking Book Publishing is brought to you by Writers and Publishers Network, a resource for writers and indie publishers at every level and offers tools to be successful in their writing career. Writersandpublishersnetwork.com. Don't miss our after-hour segment, Conversations with the Producer, a segment where our producer, Adana Moriarty, talks with our guests and lets the conversation mosey wherever it moseys to. Mm-hmm.